Heath Ledger, Jake Gyllenhaal, Cowboys. Doesn't get much better than that, does it? But it does in the movie Brokeback Mountain, which we will be talking about today with special guest live from Japan, Mengji Sun. But before we get into it, I want to thank you for checking out the podcast. I hope you can join us in conversation for our next film, Jason Reitman's Young Adult. We will be talking with a very special guest, Mary Kobayashi. You can find her on Twitter at Mary Coco, M-A-R-Y. K-O-C-O. The movie will be due April 14th at noon. Send your comments to projectorfuel at gmail.com. I'd love to get your thoughts. We'll read them on the show and uh, maybe we can learn a little bit from each other. All right, let's get started. We know how Mengji's doing. Let's ask her if she cried. Adam, did you cry? Almost. Almost? Why didn't you cry? Well, I was trying to hold my emotions. Like the rivers of broke back, let them flow. But I actually watched the movie twice in the past, a few years ago, and I totally cried before. For both times? Yes. Okay, so why not this time? I actually feel a lot more, but I just try to hold my emotions, you know, just like Anis. Wow, so sad. So the question sounds like you cried. No, I didn't cry, but I I, I almost cried. It, it was hard to watch, you know, they were both, they both had this difficult history and they both wanted to be together so badly, but they couldn't. And it wasn't because of each other. It was because of the world that they were grown up in and the world they lived in. Yes and no, because personality wise, they are basically the opposite. Like, let's say if Anis is like Jack, Maybe they could make it, you know? I don't know, but uh, you can't say it's 100% because of the society and stuff. Well, I think so, because the reason, I mean, Ennis was obviously the one who was holding back, right? That was because he was raised to fear what people would do to him if they caught him. He was so afraid of getting caught. And I think there was also some obligation he felt to the family that he had. But I think there was a fear that he he, he didn't want to mix his family with uh, this other side of him because he uh, he just didn't know how to handle it. Um, by the way, if we go back to the question, what, if you cried or not, what at what scenes did you feel that you were about to cry? Because for me, there were actually a lot. Feeling pretty sad when uh, when he goes on the trip with Jack for the first time and he would just brushes past his wife. It's a tough situation to be in. And I'm sure he didn't even give stop to look at his wife for like a second until the kid came in. His mind was so focused on getting out there. And that's kind of sad because she must have felt so worthless. When he's going through Jack's closet, that made me pretty sad. Oh, just... yeah, that was a very sad scene. Yeah. and And then hearing about Jack's death from from his wife that was that was too bad i feel really sad when his wife told ennis that jack's favorite spa was broke mountain you know whiskey spring the more beautiful the scenery of Brokeback mountain is the sadder i felt there was so much power there i mean the fact that jack wanted his ashes to be flown there he wanted instead of the family plot this meant more than his family this relationship with ennis meant more than his meant more to him than his family did at that point it is a great movie but i do have some questions some things okay. But I don't understand. I really need to ask you. So first one, do you think it makes sense that they were 
in love so deeply for 20 years. What was the reason? I mean, of course, um, they had like very matching personalities, but I didn't really understand that part. I think it's one of those things where it's outside of the personality. It's outside of like, oh, we like all the same movies and the same books that they just liked to be with each other. They felt something special there that they found together. And every time they met up, they felt it again. It was just an attraction. I don't want to sound so negative, but hypothetically, if they actually got together, they were living the daily life, you know, I think maybe it wouldn't be that strong anymore because it is just how it works. I think you're probably right. Distance makes the heart grow fonder. Part of their whole attraction was uh, was that they were, weren't able to see each other all the time. And I'm sure well, if they did start living together, they'd probably grow tired of each other at some point. I mean, that's pretty cynical. But, but yeah, I think you're right. Other questions? Uh, yeah, another question, though, about Jack's death. Do you think there's any possibility that... It is related to his wife? That's a good question. What makes you think that? I mean, firstly, he was definitely cheating on his wife with the, you know, the guy, the wife's friend's husband, you know, like that was for sure. You know, his wife is, I mean, from that kind of family, the way she delivered the news. Yeah. Right. I, yeah. I just suspect maybe, you know, there was some something that was, you know, an order from his wife or his wife's family or something that's that's an interesting take on it um i mean maybe maybe right there's no way that he really died because of an accident right right it seems like um like ennis's fears came yeah. true and it happened to jack right i just wanted to find out if possible like who did that not some random guys on the street right he's not in mexico anymore so uh i don't know i mean we we know jack is promiscuous right so yeah. he could have just gotten tangled up with the wrong people as we saw in the bar when he was hitting on that other guy and then that other guy goes away and talks to a bunch of cowboys you know mm -hmm. you think something might happen i mean yeah. it could have been that thing but honestly yeah you, you make a good uh that's a good observation i hope it's not the case that <laughs> sorry it's so dark <laughs> no no it's interesting i, I hope it's it's not the case that his wife had him killed, but I don't know. I mean, maybe that they'd had a sort of loveless marriage at the end. Well, anyways, no matter what, poor Jack and poor Ennis. It's a sad movie for everybody and no one's really at fault. It's just everyone getting mixed up. I think the only fault is on the society and the culture. Did you have a favorite part? Yeah, I mean, I definitely enjoy it every time when they meet up at Brokeback Mountain. I mean, the scenery and uh, they are happy together. So at the time, I'm just purely happy for them. Yeah, it had a good pacing to it. It was kind of, uh, it, was, it, it felt very real to be with them while they're working their jobs and then sitting back, looking at the river and the mountain in the background. Felt like uh, like we were getting away every time yeah. I cut away, it broke back. Behind the happiness, you can feel the, the heaviness and the depression, but still, it's a kind of depressing happiness. So let's talk about the differences in their lives. What is the meaning behind the fact that Jack had a somewhat successful marriage? You know, he got along pretty well with his wife yeah. and uh, had a good job and was living a wealthy life, whereas Ennis... Everything was falling apart for him with his marriage and uh, with the all the farm work. Okay, first, I don't think Jack is happy in the marriage, mainly because of his wife's daddy, of course. Right, but he uh, it's not the, the biggest deal. I mean, that, that's an obstacle, but he, he ends up standing up for himself. 
But that's like nowhere near as bad as what Ennis is going through. All the while, Jack is still rich. Yeah, I think that's also one of the main reasons that make Ennis kind of fear what's going to happen if they really got together. I I think uh, it might be that Jack is a little bit more open in his mind to things like the rodeo and just to changing his life so that he was able to acquire some better positions, whereas Ennis is very fixed and afraid and paranoid. And I think that that might have been difficult for him to move outside of his comfort zone. And I think uh, what I really like is that those two things come at a crossroads uh, near the end when uh, Ennis calls Jack out on his privilege, saying, I I forgot what he said, but he says, like, you know, you're rich, it's easy for you to talk this way. And he he doesn't know about Ennis's life. Jack has a relatively successful life and marriage, while Ennis is like in the opposite position. Imagine if Annis were in Jack's position where he saw this beautiful girl, you know, in the match. He wouldn't do anything that Jack did. He wouldn't get married with her. I just hope at the end that Ennis is able to find some happiness. The way that the movie ends, it seems like it seems like he's just a lost soul. I'm so happy that his daughter is getting married though. When do you think they started to feel fall for each other? They started feeling sparks for each other pretty early on. They were looking at each other from a distance. They were both cut up. But I Mm -hmm. think after they had that, after they slept together for the first time and everything was awkward, I think it started to crack the eggs and out comes the yoke of love you know so i think they i think that sort of a difficult interaction that they first had was perfect for breaking the ice and the two people they have such different ways of showing their affection because jack is so open he's so passionate enthusiastic and Ennis is totally different. And Unleash really a director that cares about all the details. Like, the movie is full of details. And another detail, Jack is usually the dominant one. But, you know, when they first make, make love, it's Ennis who turns him around. And then uh, after the four, first four-year period before they see each other again after the Brokeback Mountain phase, um, it's Ennis who makes the first move and shoves him into the the wall. And uh, I, I like that because I think that shows, obviously they were falling in love on the mountain. The beginning of the idea that distance is really what's fueling this relationship. And I know it makes it hard for them also, but it's part of the reason they feel so strongly. Question for you then, which one of these guys would you rather marry, Jack or Ennis? If I really have to get married to someone, probably Probably Jack. Well, it's mainly because of me. Like personally, I am not um a very I am not very initiated in a relationship, so I kind of I'm kind of negative. So I want someone who is you know uh, with more passion, you know, and is more um straightforward and everything. It's not because Ennis gets violent. His violence is part of what uh what he's attracted to. I think mm-hmm. his wife was was pretty meek, his first wife, and, and thankfully wasn't violent. But uh Jack was violent and you could see that before they like kiss for the first time, they have a big struggle. And I think Ennis likes that. He likes that confidence and that aggressiveness. Because mm-hmm. when you see that other woman near the end of the movie who's who starts dating Ennis, she's also like that. She's very aggressive. She forces him to dance and uh, constantly be around her. But he didn't love her. I don't understand that part, actually. Uh, I think it was just 
him figuring stuff out again, figuring if he can live a normal life again. And I think it was showing that he was attracted to that kind of personality, but not that kind of person. You're a big fan of the music. I love the music. It's just very Brokeback Mountain. It reminds it reminds you of the Whiskey Spring. The topic of like cowboy, you know, the sort of movies are kind of nostalgia already. And also me because I watched this movie, I think the first time in two thousand eight, and then maybe two thousand ten or something. So for me, um, it also reminds me of you know how I felt when I watched the movie when I was still in middle school. And how I can see from more aspects right now, nostalgia. Yeah, it was a really good soundtrack. Really, and I like at the end how the guitar picks up in its intensity just at the very end, as as he closes the closet and walks out of frame. That that started to make me feel sad. It's just a sad movie. Well. Thank you, Mengji, for watching it with me. How are you doing with the quarantine? Thank you, Adam, for asking. Because it's not going too well, but everyone in the world is suffering from this. So, but in Japan, it's not uh, as hardcore as the U.S. So I can still, you know, uh, go to the convenience stores, supermarket. I can, yeah, just drop by my friend's place. We can still go to the supermarket. Oh, okay, yeah. And I mean, I mean, technically, we can go to a friend's place, but it's a not a good idea to do that. I see. I see. Yeah, because in China, like. If you sometimes if you go out like it's illegal and you're gonna get arrested. Which is,、uh, I mean, but you can see how that's been working, right? I mean, in Wuhan, the numbers have been dropping. Yeah. So I want you to take care out there because you are stubborn and you like to go out still. <laughs> okay, I will. I will stay at home. Good. All right. <laughs> well, I look forward to、uh, watching another movie with you soon. And、uh, please take care while you're at home. And stay safe. Thank you, you too, and banana. <laughs> Thank you. I'll tell her you said that. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, banana is the name of my spoiled cat. She's sitting right behind me as I record this. Thank you to Mengji for talking to me and watching the movie with me. It was a great film and a great chat. And thank you for checking out the podcast. I really appreciate it. And I hope you can join us for our movie due April fourteenth at noon. Jason Reitman's Young Adult. We'll be talking with a very special guest, Mary Kobayashi. And thank you to at the work of Ria on Instagram for her picture in our profile. I hope everyone's taking care out there. Stay safe, stay home, and I'll talk to you later. Yeah.